Smartcast. We all deserve yeah. it, right? It's not, no one gives you, as we said before, no one gives you abundance. No one, like, you're not taking, you're not taking it back from anyone. You're removing the layers and the blocks and the programming, going back to the ego, that is in the way for you tapping into a truth that's been there the whole time. Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Welcome, beautiful souls, to another episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna here with your host, Harrison. This is your weekly installment of your inner connection to your outer expression where my intention, my my love, my gift and vow to you is to help nurture the space needed to pull back the, the layers restricting health, alignment and love. And today's episode is a special kind of new bonus episode that I'm also going to start doing on the podcast. So if you're tuning in, this bonus episode is a rebroadcast, a rebroadcast episode of an interview that I had done on me on another podcast. The podcast is from a, uh, a guest that I've had on the show. You might be familiar with her, Miss Shireen Wilson. And this is from her show, The Inner Mind Podcast. So go check out that podcast. Go check out Shireen. We love her here on this on this program, on the Cosmic Love Antenna. And uh, this episode is where she interviewed me. And I went deep into some self-love concepts. And I'm going to quickly just outline here what we talked about. So you can determine right now if this podcast is for you, right? Because I respect your time. I respect your love. And I want to give you as much as you deserve within within the realms that resonate. So I'm just going to read here quickly what we go through in the episode. This is from Shireen's description and it goes as follows. What does self-love look like? How can you connect back into it? Touching on topics of love, ego, inner child healing, and forgiveness. Listen from a self-love expert, how Harrison, that is me, came to a place of untangling from a system of tainted love and how he connected back into himself. Touching on the programs and systems that keep you disconnected from yourself, which is all a reflection of self-love. How self-love has been pushed aside at a young age due to pain, paradigms, and how repressing emotions keep you detached from trusting yourself, from being connected, and leaning into inner child work. So brief little description of this episode that's coming up. I hope you enjoy. I hope you get some value. Please remember to leave reviews on this podcast and the Inner Mind podcast if you do get some value. Share this episode if you if it touches on some things that you know some of your friends and family can get some value of and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Inner Mind podcast. I do have a wonderful returning guest who has become a very good colleague of mine. Uh, you've seen you've seen his face around. Maybe you haven't heard him as much as you'd like because he uh, jams with me a lot on Clubhouse. So if you're on Clubhouse, you're familiar. But if you're not, this is kind of another episode for you to get to know him more. Um, so with that being said, uh, Harrison Marr. Did I say your last name right? Marr? Marr? It's funny how... Uh... <laughs> When time passes, how things have shifted. So the the our so relationship. 
the relationship has gotten deeper to the point where you now can pronounce my last name. I love it. Uh, you've got it. You've got it, Shreen. Can, can you, can, okay, here's a question. Can you spell my name, Harrison? Ooh. So I know there's a couple of uh, L's in there, <laughs> apparently. Um, and it also depends on the, on the ethnicity that I'm speaking from, if I'm going to get it correct or not. The, the joke <laughs> that Shireen's getting at here is <laughs> we, and it's funny because I just talked about us connecting deeper. And I think this is one of the ways we've connected deeper. We've bonded over the, 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 nuances L- of clubhouse. <laughs> the nuances of clubhouse and the nuances of people trying to pronounce your name. Yeah. And pronounce your name too. Yeah. The last That's name. Because like how we're bonded. Yes. Yes. I, for those of you who don't know, a lot of people, particularly Clubhouse, like to call me Sherilyn or Charlene, or they like to put an L in my name. Um, and I think it's because they're reading it quickly and the Y just automatically means L. I don't know. But anyways, thanks for being here. And uh, it's been, it's fun. It's fun hanging out with you on Clubhouse and workshops and all the stuff that we do. So I'm glad we can do this on podcast too. Um, so that being said, how are you doing today? You look calm. I am. I am calm. It's, yeah. it's been busy morning, but I've, uh, I think this is the, I was reflecting on this yesterday, actually. And I've been, I've been trying to define my, define for myself what abundance means right i've been looking at this word abundance in my life and for a long time i've ooh, only attributed what was that i was gonna say ooh, let's go there yeah and uh, for a long time i've i've only attributed sort of financial financial elements to abundance and i think most of us have but very recently and this connects to your what you're picking up from me this grounded feeling i am I'm now sort of spreading that out into other areas, right? I now see abundance as time. I see abundance as connections and networks that I have. I see abundance as the ability to use my body in the way that I deserve to use my body. So I'm feeling wonderful, Shereen. Wow, that's beautiful. What a what an incredible revelation and, and journey that you're on discovering abundance. I love that. You know, it's funny because last year, I don't know if you do this, Harrison, but every year for New Year's resolutions, um, I do I do a word, right? Like I'll do a word for the year, like your theme, and you kind of want to grow around that. <laughs> and last year, this was last year, I was like, I I picked extravagance, extravagance, and I didn't really this was from a place of ego. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, ego and inner child, which is still me. And uh, I picked an extravagance. And then at the end of the year, I always reflect and go, what was the word the universe taught me? That was the word I wanted to experience. And instead of extravagance, it was surrender. It was surrender. <laughs> but here's the most beautiful thing is I was really focused on the material side of extravagance. Um, and I'm not talking houses and cars, but like, you know, just, just, you know, experiences, extravagant experiences. Instead, I really had an extravagant um, meeting with myself and that birthed this place of surrender. So I understand what you're saying and in like going through that process of redefining what these words mean to you and where they fit in your life. You know, abundance people think, finances or materials again I extravagance I thought of you know (laughs) traveling going to the spa I don't know those materialistic things instead it was extravagance was meeting myself extravagantly 
like in all of my glory in like crying on the floor and mm. speaking and messing up and and that's extravagant and through that was surrender right learning to just truly let go which is just an ongoing process right and i think it's interesting because it's funny how you make that transition right you set an an ego based goal either consciously or unconsciously and then by moving through the ego, you end up going to a deeper place, right? What is that deeper place in many ways? The deeper place is that soulful, you know, feeling emotional side of the ego, right? So it's, I don't think that's a coincidence that you do that. I think that's actually a natural process that if we, we're going to do a room together next week on this topic. And it's why I think it's so dangerous, right? We, we see the ego as a bad thing, especially if you're in the spiritual community, right? You see the ego as, oh, I need to transcend. I need to kill, kill. kill. I need to kill this Get shit. Get rid of it. Yeah. And by doing that, we're, we're doing a lot of things. But one of the things in relation to what you're saying is that we're forgetting its role and its purpose and what it allows us to do once we move through it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And integrating it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm excited because this, I think people are coming around like hearing the lingo from some other professionals. And if you've studied neuroscience, that type of thing, you understand ego and the unconscious mind and how important it's there. And so if you wouldn't mind touching on it, um, what is the ego? I I ask this question every time. I think I even asked you last time, but what, I guess more importantly, what's important. Why do we need the ego? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I recently re-listened to our, our time together the first time I was on, and we did talk about it, but this is a kind of subject that we could spend multiple, multiple podcasts on because it is so, one, it's so important, and two, it's so deep. But in relation to maybe some of the stuff we're going to talk about today, what I think is important for people to realize is that, one, the ego, I define it as a, it's a thought or belief complex. Right, it's a it's something that holds a, a lot of our thinking and and thought processes. It holds a lot of our beliefs, right? Unfortunately, most of those beliefs aren't even ours; they're the programming from the external mm-hmm. elements. But in relation to maybe the inner child, in relation to maybe the chakras, in, in relation to maybe you know healing spiritually, emotionally, mentally, we need to see that the ego is a filter. Right. It is a, a filter. And I was just talking about this with a client. She was asking me about how, what is the purpose of plant medicines? Right. What is the purpose of bringing plant medicines into your life? And again, a whole other topic. A whole other in, in, podcast series. Yeah, yeah. But in relation to the ego, what plant medicines do is that they, they, they shut down the default mode network. Right. And a big part of that is attributed to the ego. And it's like, it's, it's, it's turning off that filter. So all of the downloads that have been there the whole time are now wait that can come in like a, a wave can come in like a, a surge. Mm-hmm. And that's good in many ways, but if we're not ready for that, if we haven't, if we haven't done any kind of trauma work, any kind of inner child work, any kind of energetic chakra work framework either. Yes. Right? Yes. Like just a container to. Yep. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And then all of that is going to, all of that's going to come through, but you may not be ready for it. And that is where the ego comes in to make sure it's like little, little bursts rather than a wave. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love, 
you put it perfectly because I was thinking about this the other day trying to explain it to a client as well and that it is very much a I said it was like a predict a predictive mechanism it wants to protect right but and really it's a filter mechanism of is this safe for me what does this mean you know because ultimately it wants to keep you alive right mind body and spirit and you know if we want to go into physiological it's the unconscious mind you know um so yeah it, it's it very much is a filter of <laughs> keeping us alive, keeping us alive. And then it's our job to integrate and sift through it too on another level. And like what you're saying, so many people are like, yeah, I just did a like ayahuasca trip. I'm back. I got so many downloads. I'm a new person. And I'm like, interesting. And I just watch them over the next year, just like discombobulate. Like they just think either like, take off or just crumble and like restruct their whole life because it's like you gotta do that work and integrate it and that ego will come in and be like okay great you built all these walls like you tore all these walls down now i'm gonna build them back up and there can be a lot of resistance um Mm -hmm. so So, uh, with the ego you know let's talk about this because we i talked about this the other in the other room we were in is higher self so where does higher self fit in so it's funny you ask because I was actually, I think it was yesterday or the day before, I was trying to redefine this for myself. And like a lot of these concepts, and this, I, th- I know this is why you're asking it, because it can be very abstract and esoteric in many ways for people. And it's like, okay, I, I sort of understand what you're saying, but now how do I give me some structure, give me some masculine structure so I can make sense of this in my, in my mind. So I think the easiest way for me to explain where the higher self comes into this ego conversation and healing and integration is that I often equate the higher self to the heart space, right? The higher self, I would connect to intuition, the higher self, I would connect to your, your soulful spiritual self coming through and adding to the conversation, mm-hmm. right? So maybe I'll give an example here. Let's say, I'm having a cup. We were just talking about abundance, right? And that I was, let's say I'm having a conversation around whether or not I should be spending money on a program, right? Spending money on a program that's going to add to my business. The ego perspective would be like, yeah, of course, spend the money, do the things. This is going to be good for your business. It's very short term. It gets it. It's logical. But now the higher self will come in and we are, we, I teach this to the chakra work. We can often feel the higher self or the spiritual being or that loving, I call it the the sort of self-love center. We feel the intuition speak through our body mostly, right? It's it's very, it's sometimes in that head space, Mm -hmm. but it's mostly in the body space, like in the chest or maybe in the throat or people, that gut feeling that people can relate to it with. And that's where it'll add an extra lens onto the question that's being asked or the, or the, or the, or the, the fork in the road that you're currently trying to decide to make. So that's how I bring it in. Yeah. And I love that because a lot of, when I do the work with people um, doing timeline therapies and some other modalities, I actually have to get them to ask their higher self. And I've noticed that if I don't give them the correct framework, often it is ego or inner child running the show. (laughs) Because a lot of people don't know to how to differ- differentiate between those voices and that feeling in their body. And so then I will connect to their body and be like, where do you feel that in your body? 
And if it's, is this a negative feeling, a, yeah. a clenching feeling, contracting? And yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it's contracting in my stomach. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's uh, that's inner child, not higher self. Or yeah, that's, that's sorry to interrupt you, Shreem, but that's I really want people to hear that 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 feeling. What does it feel like? So not just I feel something in my throat or I feel something in my chest. What is the is is it an expansive feeling, or is it a contracting? feeling and this is i just want to share this here shrink because this is a, a, a realization that i've had recently a lot of people come to me and they say oh but harrison i've done so much work but i feel like i've t- i've taken five steps backwards or even in my coaching sometimes people will say we've we've done so much but today i just had a breakdown and i feel like i've lost it all i feel like i've just i've gone back mm-hmm. to where i was last year and fundamentally that is incorrect right if you look at what we are from a very deep level we're energy Right. And energy, I, I mean, please tell me if I'm wrong here, but I'm yet to experience energy suddenly going backwards, right? Energy is either moving in a, in a sort of forward progression or it's transforming into something else. Mm-hmm. However, some people still feel, even though they're technically always moving forward or transforming into something, they still feel contracted in some way. So what it is, is we're always moving forward but how are we moving forward? Are we moving forward in a compressed way mm-hmm. or are we moving forward in an expansive and open way? And we can feel that in the body. That's what the symptoms yeah. give us. Yeah. And I think that's where we, we really, really resonate is because, you know, I do definitely more mind work and hypnotherapy stuff and you do more body consciousness and energy and chakra but then we cross paths because there is that mind body connection in where do you feel that? And, uh, you know, I think we have similar goals is to direct people back to themselves, knowing that they have the answers and that if you can connect within, you could, you could figure that all out. Most people though, don't know how, you know, don't know how to connect. It's taken me, like, I would say, somebody asked me the other day, it's taken me probably like five years of being very aware like actively aware and probably two of those years, it was a conscious effort of like stopping and listening, stopping and listening. And now like I'm a Leo, so I'm a fixed sign. So that's, I'm stubborn. I can be stubborn. So yeah, it took me now I can stop like this morning. I was telling you earlier, I can stop and be like, Ooh, I'm feeling this. I can respond now. You know, where some people take months to even recognize the feeling. And now it's within minutes, maybe 24 hours max. And that's because I'm mm. avoiding it because my egos come in and I'm like trying to complete a mission, right? You know, that I'm a, also a manifesting generator. And I mean, honestly, these labels mean nothing. This is just excuses of, <laughs> of my own I'm ego coming. I'm happy right? you said that. Happy right? You said that. I know. Yeah. I'm a manifesting generator. I need to, this justifies me not me suppressing this right now. Totally. It's, it's bullshit. It's just, I am aware and I'm ignoring it and I'm making excuses about it. Really. That's what I'm doing. Um, and so, yeah. And and now I can stop. And I, I guess my question is how long has it taken you to get to a place where you can stop and examine that without meditation. Like, cause a lot of people are like, have to consciously like, you know, journal, light their candles, smudge. Like it's a ceremony to connect mm-hmm. in. Right. Like now it's just, an, both both you and I will just take a, take a breath, put a hand on our heart or check in. And we can do that within seconds. How long did it take you to get to that point? 
Well, I'm going to preface this and say I'm not perfect at this for sure, right? And <clears throat> we were talking about our time on Clubhouse at the start of this chat. And um, that platform, that app is a constant reminder of where I'm at with this process, <laughs> is a constant reminder of where the work that I've done and the work that I still need to do. So that <laughs> that, that disclaimer aside, I mean, I, as soon as when I started my business, right, I, I started I started this business that I'm doing now as a coach practitioner two years ago at the start of at the, at the when the pandemic hit, which is a whole thing in itself I've been reflecting on. But I think you know the last two years has been was when I've been really sort of just flexing and honing that muscle because that's what it is. It's a muscle. It's yeah. a it's just like we have physical muscles that we need to love and pay attention to. These are mental, emotional, and most, and a lot of the time, spiritual muscles that we need to flex. And so, yeah, I think that's the progression I've been making with it. I love that you point that out because a lot of people think it's just instant. Mm. And it's like, I feel I've had many conversations or I have people of all walks of life come to me and they all have the same fantastical, romanticizing image of the world. You know, I'm supposed to lose weight in a month. I'm supposed to cure myself from X, Y, and Z in the next two months. You know, uh, I'm, I'm supposed to find the love of my life. It's been three months and people have these really unrealistic. Oh, and it's just supposed to happen because I meditated once and I listened to clubhouse, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like life isn't, first of all, I just want everybody to know everybody's got stuff they're working through. Even if it looks like they got it together, everybody, I've had top CEOs come to me, multimillionaires, you know, people that I can't even disclose. And then I've had, you know, the stay-at-home hardworking entrepreneur, you know, or the stay-at-home mom or the, the single mom, the single parent. I've had all of it and all of it's the same. Everybody has these wild, crazy expectations mm. that it's just going to snap their fingers. And my, what I say to them is honestly, all of it requires some level of effort. I don't like saying work because there's a negative connotation there, but some level of training mm. there. And it's not even effort. It's training. It's consistent awareness and ma- making a different behavior, making a different, taking a different action. Do you know what I'm saying? And it took I- me, it's, it's taken me months of like, stop, like sometimes two, four, not even two, I would say sometimes 10 times a day, stopping, checking in. What am I feeling? Where do I feel that? Why do I feel that? And even journaling, like having to, and that's why we're a big proponent of these tools Mm. is those are great tools, great tools to bring awareness, to train you just like the gym, just like your juicing machine, just like your treadmill. And I would, what I would add to this is look at it from a spiritual perspective. So look at this this training that you're doing and this and this lesson that you're learning where we're collaborating together on a um, radical forgiveness workshop coming up soon and in that workshop i'm one of the parts i'm excited for all of it but one of the parts in particular i'm really excited to dive into is the idea of soul contracts and the soul path and the and the the thing the the journey that we're meant to walk and the lessons we're meant to engage in along the way and when you look at a substantial lesson, do you want that lesson to be one and done quick and over with? Or do you want that lesson 
to have a bit of substance? Do you want to take your time with it? Do you want to, you know, have the space to be able to, you know, reflect and and maybe attach it to some other things going on in your life? I I think the lessons we're meant to learn in this experience along our soul path in relation to these triggers, these wounds, these 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 elements that come up in us, they're not meant to be quick. If they were quick, they wouldn't they we wouldn't there wouldn't be substantial growth and transformation in it. So I think it's by design that these kind of transformations, these kinds of lessons and and you know gifts that as a practitioner as someone who's looking for a protect practitioner are wanting to lean into it's by design that they're that they take some time because if they didn't take time i don't think it would be as as valuable totally and you just you can't speed up that process i used to hate that phrase you know the the destination versus the journey or it's not about the destination, it's the journey. And then I, I finally, sur- sur- last year, surrendered to that. And it was like, yeah, this really is a process. And I need to make peace with this process and trust it. And when you, yeah, and train and work with it and train and, and, and put effort in um, with the right tools and guidance so that I don't have to go back and repeat it. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing is I have a lot of clients come to me. They're like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did that. It's like, I read the book. I did the journal prompts. I got it. I'm good. You know, and that's kind of like what our forgiveness workshop is going to a little mm. bit about is I think a lot of people, <laughs> I did the affirmation. I said the prayer. The, what is it? The Hokopono. You yeah, know, I did, yeah. yeah, I did that for 30 days. I'm fine. Mm. You know, and it's like, mm, you? You know, let's take you on a little bit of a journey. Like, you know, let's, let's journey through some of that fine thing, emotions that you're talking about. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting um, learning how time works for you, really. So anyways, let's keep moving on. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Higher self. We were talking about higher self mm-hmm. and where you feel that in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, I think higher self is the best version of you, right? The, mm-hmm. it, and all of you gathered past, present, future, I think. It, and it's tied into, you know, if we get source and quantum field, yeah. it knows all and mm-hmm. is working for you. I think higher self is there um, really to bring balance to mm-hmm. what I'm noticing. I don't know if you noticed this, Harrison is I'm not a fan of duality. However, I do notice that there is the, you know, was it you that talked about the the Japanese, the yin and yang? No, what's, what's it called? Hmm? Like the balance, the balance between yeah. yin and yang, the two forces yeah. that we need to. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, how there's light and everything and, and yes. dark and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it goes into the shadow conversation. Yeah. Yes. 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 And how you know you have the inner child and the parent you have the ego and higher self you have shadow and true self and it's like you start to see these balances with everything Mm -hmm. it's it's literally in everything like those those two forces the yin and the yang maybe some people can relate to it as the masculine and the feminine the divine masculine divine feminine the 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 doing the, the giving and the receiving it's it, these two forces are in everything that we see 
It's in, yeah. it's the, how the universe is created. The sun and the moon, day yep. and night, yep. like yep. sun, yep. rain, like it's all. And and here's what I'm learning. It's the key. Here's 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 a million dollar you know response to all that. The key to life is being balanced in the yep. middle and neutrality. Yep. And now I understand why I had to take a six month course learning about neutrality. <laughs> When I was getting certified in, in, in a lot of my coaching and um, bioenergetics, because we had to learn how, like that being neutral is so, is so powerful, yep. so powerful. Yep. And now I understand why. And let me, let me expand on that a little bit, because this is, I think this concept, so let's, let's stick with the because we could go into many different kinds of analogies here, but let's, let's say we're using the yin, the yang symbol, mm-hmm. right? And you're talking about neutral and balance as walking the line in between the two symbols. If you can imagine yeah. what the symbol looks like, what I would challenge people to sit with is that I would actually say it's not about being balanced and being in that neutral space. Isn't about being on that line the whole time. It's about, and I'm going to add in another analogy, and I hope this doesn't make it too confusing, but it's, it's about a seesaw, right? Yeah. So if you think of it, a seesaw, the, a, 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 if you're looking at two kids on a seesaw, a, a balanced seesaw is one that is going up and down, up and down, right? It's not a seesaw that's stuck in the middle. It's not a seesaw that's up at one side or stuck it down the other side. It's one that's bouncing back and forth from each side and coming back to that state, right? So we're, we're, we're taking action and coming back to balance. We're, we're receiving and coming back to balance. We're, we're expanding and coming back to balance. We're retracting and coming back to balance. And, it's, and going back to what we were saying before, it's about building the muscle so we're not staying on one end forever, so we're not staying in the overdoing all the time and burning out. Yeah. We're not staying in the only receiving and not taking any inspired action and wondering why the abundance isn't coming into my life. Ooh, that last line there. It's about taking action. Yeah, well, sorry. Going back to the other, what we talked about at the start of the conversation that's yeah. where I see, and I, and I speak from my own journey. I'm not like, I'm not holier than thou. I've seen this in my own uh, wondering why is it not happening? That, that law of attraction conversation, people miss the second step, the other side of the seesaw. They think I'm going to write down all the, all the, all the things I want to manifest. I'm going to do the visualizations. And now my, my reality that I deserve to connect into is going to magically appear into my, my physical world. Not if you don't take inspired action on the things that are that are coming to you, yeah. right? So, yeah, I'll, I'll land there. But it's just that's a good example, and I hope Ooh. that that seesaw helped people understand it. We could go on a big tangent about that. You know, I know people are all into the manifesting game, and and like, how do I manifest? And it's like, make a list of the things you want, um, step into that vibrational frequency, and go do it. Yeah. Go show up, like just start. Sh- and I know I hated it when 
you know, I've had mentors say this, they're like, just start showing up, just start moving forward, just start. And, but honestly, every time I took a step, even, even if I was just like hoping a prayer, like, okay, I don't know how to do this. I'm just going to do it. The universe would meet me, Yeah. you know? And then I learned yes. how, how much to work with it. Yep. Yep. So like, as soon as that- I make money, I spend it, not all yes. of it, but I, I make a point. You spend, spend it, invest. you spend it, you spend it in the way that's aligned with you. Exactly. But right? that's the inspired action piece. Yes. Right. Our, our mutual friend, Dr. Taggy Burnside, she's a um, naturopathic doctor that I do a lot of work with. And how she explains it is you dance with the universe and then allow the universe to dance back. Yes. Right. That's, and that's what taking that inspired action and that example of spending the money on things that are aligned with you. Yeah. That is, that is, that is signifying that you are abundance isn't something you obtain abundance is something that you are. And when you act from that place of abundance, the abundance meets you. That's, I just had goosebumps. Abundance is something that you are. I, I literally have a few clients that I'm coaching through on. It's funny. They come to me and they're like, I have, um, you know, I want to manifest some financial goals and I have some, you know, money issues. And I'm like, awesome. We're going to do some deep inner child work. And they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, yes, yes. But I'm teaching them, aside from that, I'm teaching them, you have the ability to create money because you are a creator and money is just a tool. Money is just a tool. It's just something you create. You are abundance. Mm-hmm. You are it. So just, you just, you know, people fear it. Fear this thing. Do you fear, I tell them, do you, do you wake up in the morning and you're like, where am I going to get water today? When am I going to get water? Do I need to get water? Where, like, like you just go get it and if you're out of water your tap doesn't work you go get somewhere else you just find it you just you are you you are water you know how to gravitate towards it create it manifest it whatever yeah um it's so funny and then i love what we said to each other the other day i'm like i wish people would understand that so much about manifesting is healing your inner child yeah so much about your money your money issues are all about i would say all about inner child yeah well, let's let's make that link for people because I know you wanted to talk about the inner child. That if you and I, I, I made a post about this the other day. We, if you, we we forget that the reflection, the connection, the the rippling out of our childhood challenges into all the different areas of our adult life. Yeah, and. If you've gone through an event, so let's maybe I'll use the example of, let's say I was a child and someone, my dad or my mom, and they definitely didn't do this, but I'll just give this example, right? They, they said to me that I should, be, I should be seen, not heard. I don't need to use my voice mm. to ask for the things that I deserve. Now, fast forward, let's say that that belief that 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 uh, you know indoctrination that 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 brainwashing in many ways i wasn't able to move through that and that's still in me it's still in that ego structure it's still in that that thought complex now when i'm working as a practitioner and i'm asking about i'm asking that client to to pay me what i deserve and what i'm worth that belief is going to be triggered saying oh wait i don't I don't need to, uh, I don't deserve to ask for that. I don't deserve, I should be seen, not heard and not be asking 
and speaking my true authentic voice about what is my relationship with abundance and how I connect into it. So that's just one little example, but it shows the link. So if you're, if you're listening to this and this abundance conversation and this balance is something that is a challenge for you, then I would highly recommend looking into inner child work, right? And mm-hmm. it's a beautiful place to begin. Yeah. And then it goes into those attachment styles of, you know, if you're, if you had an insecure, I know a lot of you are like, I know my attachment styles. I'm avoidant. I'm avoidant in relationships. No, no, no. You're avoidant in many areas of your life, not just relationships. You're avoidant with money. You're, and here's, I'll take a step further. Yes. You're avoidant in all your relationships, your relationship to money, your relationship to food, your relationship to conflict, your relationship to what materials, everything. If you, how you do one thing, and I hated that saying for so long too. So many things in the universe, I'm like, I don't like that. And the universe is like, I'm just going to teach you the opposite. (laughs) And, but it's so true. It's like, you know, if you're insecure or have, you know, or um, what's the other one? Sorry. The chaotic Uh, one. Ambivalent or. um, Yeah. yeah, There's different names. There's different names. Insecure, ambivalent, detached, and then there's the secure one. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're, if you, and then if you swing, you're like, oh, I'm good with money this month and the next money and the next, next month you're freaking out. Mm-hmm. You know, again, that that's an example of attachment style, um, which I encourage you to do inner child work Yeah, to work with the practitioner. So I love, I love that we brought that up because I've been wanting to move into money talks and abundance talks mm-hmm. because I want people to get that connection. Mm-hmm. Because we deserve it. We all deserve it, right? It's not, no one gives you, as we said before, no one gives you abundance. No one, like, you're not taking, you're not taking it back from anyone. You're removing the layers and the blocks and the programming, going back to the ego that is in the way for you tapping into a truth that's been there the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I just immediately thought of, which we'll probably go here for a little bit, ancestral healing. I had a client come to me and she's like, well, my parents were poor and not poor, but um, struggled with making money. And my great, you know, my grandparents struggled with making money. My great, great grandparents struggled with making money. And it seems there's a bit of a generational blah, blah, blah curse here. And it's like, again, you can, you can change that. What was it? What's the, what's, what does Liz say? Uh, if if uh, Liz Liz Childs, did I pronounce yeah, her last name? Yeah. I think it's Childs. Uh, her she she's she if spends trauma, time with us. If if trauma is hereditary, so is healing. Yeah, is trauma and genetics are hereditary, so is healing. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I love that. And so it's again the ancestral thing. For those of you who don't, for those in the audience who don't know. What is your take on ancestral healing? Because some people think it's really woo-woo and they get scared of it. And ancestral, like that can be genealogical. We're talking genetics too. Yeah. Okay. It's not just, oh, my ancestors, like well, the genetic the, the genetics is the physical representation of the ancestral. So you know, I don't I don't think we're at a point anymore where the ancestral is woo-woo because epigenetics and you know, we again another we're, we're listing all the people that we work with today. Another practitioner that we spend time with, you know, uh, Dr. Emmy, she is a, uh, she's a doctor. She, 
Yeah, and she's into nutrigenomics, yeah. And I feel nutrigenomics is a physical representation of the ancestral mm-hmm. of the ancestral links that are passed on, right? The whole field of epigenetics is the genetics that are passed on to us that are switched on and off by our lifestyle choices. And our lifestyle choices are whether or not included in that are whether or not we decide to lean into healing the ancestral bonds and thoughts and ego patterns that have been passed on, the behaviors that have been passed on, that's the switch that turns on and off the epigenetic expression of the genetic things that are passed, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's another lens of the same thing we're talking about. But I, where I come at it from, where I do most of my work in this, in this uh, area is through the, the emotional and the energy part of it through the chakra system, Mm -hmm. right? So for example, uh, in my life, my um my mother who's a beautiful person and she's uh she's an artist and she has for a time had had challenges with using her voice right with with standing mm. up for her truths and her and what she believes is authentically hers in relationship to her art in relationship to many things and i've spent a lot of time working on that in me I've, I've spent a lot of time feeling that belief around the throat, around the expression, around using authentic words and authentic love through my throat chakra. I've noticed that same pattern in me. And I've noticed, and this is the cool part, I've noticed by the work that I've done on it, I've used chakra, throat work, meditations, visualizations in a child. Through that and healing it inside of me, mm-hmm it heals forwards and backwards in the ancestral line, right? So it heals in her. I've seen her and my sister talks about this too. We're in a room, you were in a room with us talking about this yesterday. We've both worked on this individually in ourselves. And by doing that, it's supported her doing it. It's actually started to heal and help her do it without her even being consciously aware of it. Mm Mm-hmm. I love it. It's so powerful. And I can attest to that too. The work that I've done for myself in working with the lower chakras, it's my mom is much more calmer than I've ever seen her. And someone would be like, oh, well, she's older. Uh, no, no, no. Like, I think there is something to be said about the energetics of the ancestral healing and how that does. Yeah, it, it moves it forwards and up and down the line. Which is, which is why bringing this, connecting this back into the inner child work, if you've if you're doing inner child work and you and you're targeting something, so again let's use the throat example. Let's say I'm I'm using inner child work to really uh, I go back to that belief I said before about see, being seen not heard, and I'm using inner child work to help target that. If I can now do that inner child work with my mom at the same time, so let's say I invite my mom over and we do an inner child letter together, or we or we do a meditation together around the inner child. Now we're we're amplifying this ancestral element. We're amplifying. We're both together simultaneously in the same meditation. We're healing forwards and backwards together, right? So she's doing her part of it. I'm doing my part of it. And then the relationship we're healing, we're, 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 we're supercharging the healing ability of that belief. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And we've had many people ask, well, does she have to do the work too? And no, we're going to reiterate again. No, no, if you do the work, it will have some impact on, on those above and those below. You'll see, I, and children too. 
children, your children too will be able yeah. to have clients that are seeing their children change. And yeah. But, but now bringing in another thing we talked about, and this is why I love this work because it's truly a holistic conversation, right? Bringing in soul contracts. Mm. So yes. So soul contracts and the soul path that we individually walk. Yes. When we do our work, we do impact our family and it does impact them without them needing to do the work. But I would still say they still need to do some work because they have their own individual. Oh, yeah. They have their own individual soul contracts with themselves along their individual soul path, even though we're connected via a soul family and there are lessons we've learned together. There will always be there will always be a responsibility to our own path that we need to take care of. Yeah. And I love that. And for those of you listening that don't understand soul contracts, it's the fundamental belief that you come here to earth as a soul being in a human body and you have suitcases, you have suitcases of lessons you need to learn. And it's your job to unpack those suitcases and you get to choose who's going to help you unpack those suitcases. So you get to choose those experiences, those people, those um, events, you know, time, all those things. And you slowly get, you get to decide how fast you get to do it too, you know, and you may not, you may not get it all cleared in one, in one go, in one lifetime. It's your choice. And that's what we really want people to understand is it's a choice you make before you come. And it's a choice while you're here. You know, and you can choose not to open those suitcases. Probably not going to be a very fun ride, but that's okay. You come back maybe another time. I don't know. Yeah, that's the, that's, it's so important for people to hear, right? Because again, going back to the ancestral stuff, when you start diving deeply into it, you can feel overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. right? You can feel like, oh my God, I've just, I've only done like, I've only gone back as far as my great grandmother and there's just so much shit here that I need to, I need to move through. Yeah. You don't need to do anything. This is where free yeah. will and free choice comes in. You, you deserve to move through those things. You deserve to heal. You deserve to be the breaker of chains. But you also don't, right? Yeah. You could spend the next 80 years ignoring all of that shit <laughs> and, wait, and wait till the next time around. Like you said, it's probably not going to be a fun ride, but... but we we need to remember that we there is there is the, the main power in the universe is us right we are not victim we are not we do not need to give our power away to anything we are in control we are not in control of the external elements but we are in control of our powerful choice the yes or the no of whether we engage or not yeah and take a step further that even if you have, you know, contracts in relationships with people and you're supposed to learn something from that person, you can still say no. You know, I was like, dear universe, I'd like to learn this from a different person. (laughs) I don't like the person that I'm, that I am learning this through, right? We all have those people in our life where it's like, okay, yeah, but they're teaching me patience and they're teaching. Great. But if you, you can choose too. I was like, "Mm." can we learn this at a different time with somebody else? Sure. You know, you know, so I exit stage left and then, you know, something else comes in and it's like, okay, yeah, now I remember we were supposed to pick up where this lesson left, you know, where I left that lesson a couple of years ago. 
you know, so you, you really have so much choice and power in yep. your life. Yep. And even, I, even the people. And I love, who is it? Was it, I can't remember who said this, but uh, somebody, maybe it was Tara. I can't remember. Everybody in your life is on that stage. You put them there, right? You're yeah. the producer and you're allowing them to be on the stage. If you don't like them, you know, you can ed- exit stage left or yeah. you can ask them to leave. Yeah. You know, takes put somebody else on your stage. Yeah. So I love it. It's yeah, it's such a deep, it's such a deep conversation. Um yeah. And I guess a, the last little piece I can add to it is and this might open a can of worms, but <laughs> we are God. Oh right. We are <laughs> we, we and, and I say that my audience. I say I say that from a speaking a of power, people leaving the stage. <laughs> I say that from a power perspective. Yeah. Right. We live in a universe where not only is everything happening for a reason, everything is happening for us. Right. Yeah. And that's because we are the universe. Yeah. Right. It is again, I won't go too much off into this, but it's the 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 illusion of separation, the illusion of time right? It is, they are truly that, right? And the more that you lean into this power, the more that you lean into this choice, you got, you get back to this truth. Yeah. I think you just offended a lot of people probably. Well, and <laughs> I would say, Maybe and, I would say and I would say to those people, I apologize, but I'm also, I also don't apologize. I would say if you did, if you were offended and I, I was too, in many ways, well, I say those words because I've come from a place of that hurt for a long time to say it, and now it doesn't. So if it does hurt, look at why. Yeah. Right. Take take that love boomerang, and now go inwards. And right. Okay. Yeah. Why does that hurt so much? Yeah. That trigger, because I know people are triggered when you when when you say, "Well, you are a god." Like, you know. And, and I know people go into all kinds of rabbit holes of what that means. But ultimately, it's you are a creator, right? Yep. You are. You yep. are a creator. Yeah. You know. You are powerful beyond all measure. Mm-hmm. You are powerful beyond all measure, and it's. And I say it because right now, with everything happening in the world, we need to hear it more than ever, right? We need to hear just how strong we actually are, and it's it's there's so many, and I, I don't mean to derail and take it off into this topic, but there's just so. There's so many things coming at each and every one of us that are trying to take our power away. But when we remind ourselves of just how powerful we are, then suddenly we don't need to make those choices. We don't need to give our power away to anything. Shireen, you've shared this with me. Like it, it, it can sometimes feel like a lot with everything that's happening in the world. But remember at the end of the day, if the only choice you can make is putting up the walls to everything that's happening, and going inwards to, re- to remind yourself of that wealth of, of potential and power inside of you, that'll be enough to help you come back to a place of balance. I, uh, I almost said the other day, be so strong in yourself that it doesn't matter what, you know, the title of the news article is that day, yeah. really. Exactly. Um, and I, my biggest phrase that I've learned over the years is nothing changes. Like in the sense of, it doesn't matter if I have a million dollars in my account or a zero. It doesn't matter if 
you know, what's going on in the world doesn't matter rain, snow, I'm locked in my house. I'm not locked in my house. Nothing changes who I am and my purpose. I'll just keep doing that. I'm just going to keep doing me. Like, I'm going to, what am I like? Oh, you know, it's snowing. What am I going to do? Not share my truth. Like, yeah. Nothing changes. And, I am me. And what people don't connect to with that point is that by being you, by you focusing on how you make love to you, that does impact the world, yeah. right? By you making love to yourself, that's not happening in isolation, right? What did I just say before about the illusion of separation? It is truly that when you self-love on yourself, when you make love to yourself, in my, in my belief, it is never selfish mm-hmm. because when you do that, and let's just use the example of what you just said about, you know, it's, all the stuff's happening outside, it's raining, it's snowing. I go inside to focus on me. When you go outside again, how much more bright are you going to be? How much more uplifted? How much more, how how is your smile going to change? How is your skin going to look? How is your, if you've been exercising inside, how are your muscles going to look? People see that. People see and they feel that. And when they see it in you, they, they suddenly have the permission to do it in themselves. Totally. And what I'm seeing and hearing is now more than ever, people are looking for leaders. They're looking for leaders. Like I've, I've, you and I are so busy because they're looking for leaders and because they want to lead themselves. But you know, they realize that the the leader that was leading them, whoever that is, person, place, or thing, did a did did a shit job. You know, so they want to start leading themselves. So they're looking for leaders to help them lead themselves. Um, they're looking for people that are stable, stable, and not losing their mind and yeah. not flying off the handle and giving into fear and, and all that. Cause I really believe humans just innately want love and light. I really like want to be good and, and find their purpose and power. Like I really believe that mm-hmm. really, really like I, anybody that's anybody that comes to me and is like, Oh yeah, I don't have a purpose. I'm like, is it, is it crap that you smoke? Like, you know, like, what do you mean you don't have a purpose? You're just moseying through. Like, why would you choose earth then? Like Mm. you're showing up on this kind of scene without, without a mission. That's, 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 that's not fun. (laughs) It's, it's not that they're without a mission. It's the disconnection. Exactly. It's, It's, we live in a society in a world at the moment that promotes disconnection. But that power that I just talk, talked about before, it's the opposite in reality at the moment. It's that we are taught that that power is outside of us, right? We are taught in many different ways, right? Through, you know, many of the corporate religions, through the educational system, through the healthcare system, through the banking system, through the agriculture system. We're told that all of that which we need to be strong, to be loving, to be powerful, to be connected is external. Mm-hmm. So someone saying, I don't have a purpose, it's because their purpose for the whole their whole life mostly has been connected to outside elements. And outside mm-hmm. elements are always going to be out of our control. Then we're never going to be able to. And that's you know, scary. Yeah, yeah. That's a scary place to be. Now I understand yeah. people that are fearful are really coming place from I am disconnected and out of control, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm not in control of myself. Yeah. Mm, that's a scary yeah. place to be. And you can heal that. Yeah. <laughs> you can heal that. 
Let me introduce you to your inner child. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything, Harrison, you wanted to share? Uh, other things going on, you know, I do work one-on-one with clients too. Mm-hmm. And all of the stuff that we've talked about today are, are the things that I weave in my main sort of transformation that I help people connect into is linking into their cosmic antenna of love, right? And that is that deep sense. And we've been talking about it today, that deep sense of love that's inside of you, not the, not the fleeting emotion and, and experience of love. I'm talking about the embodiment of love that we all are connecting into that. So then we can then be the antenna that attracts that love outside of us, right? Love in the form of healing, love in the form of abundance, love in the form of, you know, transforming and releasing traumas and all those sort of elements. So if you're interested in that, uh, reach out to me and I do that sort of coaching one-on-one. Which is really safety and security too. Oh, that's step number one. Like that, my big part of, we were talking about this, a big part of how I help people start to get there is providing that safe, supportive, secure space so you feel like you can start doing the work. Because most of us, we're in this fight or flight response. We're in this fight or flight. I can't, I can't even feel safe enough to get good sleep, let alone deal through my right. ancestral and inner child trauma. That yeah. is what I provide. Yeah. Yeah, love it. Well, thanks so much for being here. Um, of course, check us out on Clubhouse. Uh, you can go check out Harrison Marr. Um, I'll put his handle in there as well as me. I, uh, are you at Harrison Marr? Is that? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I'm at She Will Be Alive. And Marr spelled M E A G H E R. Right? So much sense. Um, yeah. And well, uh, welcome to my life. Yeah. It's okay. I have an L in my name and I didn't know yep. it. Um, and uh, you can check me out, of course, innermindperformance.com. And of course, I offer those consults for you, those free consults. And if you're interested in working with me, you know where to find me there. Otherwise, thank you, everybody, for joining us and have a fabulous day. And stay tuned because we're, we're probably going to do a few more here. So um, keep your eye on it and uh, have a great day. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. 
Electricast. Electricast. 